You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. I'm Nate Kading, and this is Real Success. This is the Corridor Business Journal podcast where we explore the life and career of the region's most influential business leaders. And I'm Adam Moore, editor with the CBJ. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look back at 2018's interviews, and we're going to be looking ahead to 2019, right? Yeah, absolutely. We had a lot of success over the course of 2018, talking to almost a dozen local leaders, and uh, 2019 has a lot of a lot of great things in store as well. We're also going to be turning the tables on Nate. He doesn't know this yet, but we're going to be asking him his rapid fire questions, so you want to stay tuned for that. Uh-oh, all's fair. This episode of Real Success with Nate Kading is brought to you by West Bank. For more than 125 years, West Bank has been helping business owners and entrepreneurs find their own version of success. Learn more at westbankstrong.com, member FDIC. Hey everybody, I'm Adam Moore. I'm editor with the Corridor Business Journal, and uh, I'm here. I am not Nate Kading, but I am sitting with Nate Kading. Nate, what's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot. So we are excited uh, today to kind of kick off the next evolution of uh, your real success project that you've been doing with the CBJ over the past year. Uh, and so we wanted to just cut a little uh, podcast for folks so they can kind of like get a sense of what's going on. So for folks who maybe aren't uh, familiar with it, though, you approached us maybe a year ago mm-hmm. um, and had kind of an idea for uh, a project that you wanted to do. And then we thought it was a great idea. Maybe you can kind of just recap. What was what did you want to do? Yeah, so I guess rewind for me, I finished in the NFL about five years ago mm-hmm. and a little kind of personal project um, that I came up with in the six months in between the time I was out of the NFL and the, to when I figured out what the hell I wanted to do with myself, yeah, right. <laughs> like a lot <laughs> sure. of professional athletes, is I made this sort of goal for myself that over the course of the next six months, I wanted to have coffee and sort of learn from 50 different people in a variety of different industries. So I just kind of started, these are people that I could know or didn't know, or just, you know, started cold calling people or getting introduced to people or reaching out to longtime mentors Mm -hmm. and just, you know, wanted to learn about them and their career and what they learned and how they sort of crafted and designed lives and professions um, that were successful. And, you know, and the big takeaway for me was just how unique and how different each person's outlook was uh, towards career and work and work-life balance and all these things that all of us now as professionals um, you know, I'll, I'll take into account and go through every day. And we just learned so much about that. It, it helped inform me and how I wanted to create a, a, you know, this sort of second chapter professionally for me after football. Yeah. Um, so good friends with obviously you and John Loman here, the, the founder of the Quarter Business Journal. And John sort of and I were talking about what I did after the NFL and sort of hatched this idea of, he's he oh, that'd be, I wish I could have kind of been a fly on the wall in some of those conversations. <laughs> sure. and I'm like, well, maybe we can kind of recreate it in a certain way. And mm-hmm. um, that's sort of where the real success uh, you know, series was born from is let's find some really influential folks, some leaders, business leaders mm-hmm. from around the community, um, some really notable that, you know, that you think of your Randy Ramlos, the CEOs of the publicly traded companies and yeah. presidents of universities. And let's also find some really interesting people that folks might not know about that are influential and successful in their own right. Uh, we had a great conversation with Debbie Takas, who's a dairy farmer and an owner of uh, Dan and Debbie's mm-hmm. Creamery and Javier Romano, who's the, uh, executive director of a nationwide fraternity that's based here in North Liberty. So we just set about, hey, let's find some people that would be really interesting and let's talk to them about their career and their industry and let's learn about um, how they go about living a successful life in their own terms. I think it's been a, a great project. I guess fast forward, right, uh, this is December of 2018. We filmed maybe, you know, 
a dozen of these things. And um, if folks want to see them, they can go to our website, CorridorBusiness.com. You can check out our YouTube page. I know we've got video interviews. But, you know, as we were looking to 2019 and, and how to change things up, we thought um, your interview style has really evolved. And uh, we thought it would be great to go and, and do a podcast now. So we're real excited to kick this off for 2019. Nate, as we kind of get ready for the next launch, I wanted to ask you if there's a couple takeaways you know, you've had a year to kind of talk to some of these high-profile folks, and and just what kind of things have you learned? Yeah, I think the the big thing looking back on it, it was it was great. It was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I think the two two of the bigger, I mean, I had great conversations with everybody. Learned mm-hmm. a lot from all of them. I think you know, as I look back, the interview with with Debbie, the the dairy farmer, was really really stood out to me just as sort of a stark reminder of uh the work ethic yeah. that, that these farmers have right i mean just that was looking, incredible just looking back in my notes and what a typical day looks like for her getting up around 5 a.m in the morning and mm-hmm. milking all the cows and they have calves so you got to take care of them and then she comes in you know and runs a business you know uh from 10 a.m till four five six yep. o'clock at night uh and then goes you know back out milks the cows again because need to be milked twice mm-hmm. and just the reminder of and that, in contrast to the day that I live, you know, you're kind of buzzing around a bunch of different places <laughs> and you're pulled a bunch of different directions. Yeah. Just the the discipline, the routine, mm-hmm. and then also just so how comfortable and natural she was in, in that yeah. life and her and her own skin, you know. And even as foreign and as different that was as to the life that I'm living, it was still something that was very rewarding and comfortable to to her and and uh, and what she was doing. And she was surrounded by when we did the interview, she had a daughter and her and her daughter's kid where the yeah. baby were there with her and she's surrounded by family she works with her husband and um it was just uh uh a, you know someone could look at what she does on a day-to-day basis I'm like holy cow that's a ton, that's tons of work how can yeah you, how can you enjoy that right and i thought what was interesting was how she how she built success right like you kind of mentioned with her family she's a she's working these 16 hour days but she has she kind of said she has everything she needs to be happy, right, with her. Her family's there, and yeah. um, so she's been able to kind of architect that, which I right. – no vacation in 20 years, I think, was what you guys said or and something And I think like it, it was enlightening to me in the sense that sometimes we can get caught up in work, and work can kind of be, you know, the enemy. So, you know, i got to go to work today. Yeah. Like, you have that kind of mentality. But she just was seemed very thankful for mm-hmm. the opportunity to have that work. No. And that that's not saying that – uh, her work is easy or that it's, you know, it just kind of comes second nature. Obviously it's very hard work, yeah, but she just the ability to get up and, and have, have that profession and that, and that work laying out in front of her that, you know, on each day, I think she, she seemed very just, uh, you know, comfortable, uh, uh content and mm-hmm. thankful for the opportunity to go do what she's doing. So that was, that to me was a great interview. I really enjoyed that. And I don't have much farming in my blood. So <laughs> it's just kind of fun to, to, to get a peek behind the curtain of what, what yeah. a day in the life of someone like that is. Um, then I, I thought our most recent interview uh, with David Rush, uh, the outgoing CEO at, at CRST, was really was also sort of enlightening in an entirely different way. Dave, I think more so than anybody else that we spoke to, and, and granted, keep in mind that these are all winners, right? These are all people that have yeah. climbed the ladder and they're running successful universities or companies, whatever mm-hmm. they might be doing. But Dave, I think more than anyone, really just had this very blunt sort of matter-of-fact way of saying, I'm I love winning. Yeah. You know? and, and in a way of, of all of us, you know, the, the talk around millennials and work-life balance and all this sort of like intangible, mm-hmm. fluffy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it, to me, at least, it was semi-refreshing to have someone maybe of a different generation, but, but they're saying, you know, the thing that he, he found most rewarding as he looked back on his career was the fact that he won. Right, and then he took yeah. a company when he came in a CRST that was doing revenues around 300 million, and now when he's leaving, it's 1.7 billion. And, and just that 
uh, the ability, I think, in business, we all kind of need to be reminded that, yeah, it is, there's all these other things, and you've got employees and staff and all these other elements that make it very rewarding. But in the end of the day, you need to pull down a P&L, yeah, and, and sure. that thing better be in the black instead of the red, you know, and you got to have growth to continue to the company going. And uh, so I, I found that um, very interesting um, contrast to where I think some of the other conversations went around, like, you know, how do you kind of craft the you know, an enjoyable, fun, you know, kind of work-life yeah, balance. Right. And this was just kind of Dave saying, I just like winning, man. One of those through lines of our our interviews, uh, I really thought, and it came out with Dave, it came out with Debbie, and, and pretty much everybody we talked to is just the discipline that it takes to be successful. I think that's something that I'm learning, you know, as, a, as I mature as a professional, and, and uh, you certainly understand as an athlete is just – uh, doing it every day. It's not fun, right? It's not always a great time. It's not always enjoyable, but just the act of doing um, helps helps get you to where you where you are. And I found that really inspirational this year. Yeah, and it was great to with, with each person we go back to sort of how they where they started in their mm-hmm. professional career. And I think you know folks like you and I that are in our you know mid thirties and maybe halfway or maybe not even halfway through our professional career, we always you know we're looking ahead. You mm-hmm. know, where's that next thing? I think yeah. it's a great reminder to to look back and say, there's no leapfrogging here in the, in the business world or in life, right? Like sure. you gotta, you gotta have your head down. You gotta get the job done. You gotta prove your value in the position that you're currently in. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to look back 10 years from now, if you did that and were successful in that and say, yeah, that's where I was. You know, I was several not rungs down the ladder, but I was there and I got here because I worked my tail off and yeah. did things the right way and, and proved that I could be successful. And, you know, like a Randy Ramlow, the CEO of, of UFG, United Fire Group, publicly traded company up in Cedar Rapids. He was our first interview subject. And Randy literally started his only company he's ever worked for is UFG. Right. He came in at the lower level. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be CEO on day one, right? You got to <laughs> learn the business, do it, prove that you can be a valuable team member. And um, I think that was a refreshing kind of reminder of the importance of uh, here. Here are these successful people. You know, they're, it's great to emulate what the position that they're in. But mm-hmm. a, a good reminder of the fact that of what it takes to actually get there. Uh, well, we're excited. Uh, I think a lot of great lessons from from 2018. Uh, we just did our first uh, podcast for 2019 with Pat McGrath of the McGrath family of dealerships. And I think uh, there's a lot of great takeaways and life lessons. Anything that kind of stood out for you as a little preview before we, we drop that one? It was cool to hear Pat talk about back at, you know, what, what would probably be considered the golden age of automobiles. Yeah, right? The, right. You know, the 70s and late late 60s in that time um when his his dad hb was starting the business actually up in wisconsin and then moved down to cedar Rapids. you know hit sure. pat talking about the first <laughs> car he ever sold you yeah. know and some of those some of those fun stories and then um which was a, a little bit of a thread through some of these other business on, in the private sector you know debbie was the same way and, and a few other folks just you know the, of a family business yeah right and just kind of a crst is the same way and uh and just kind of hearing pat talk about you know, what it takes to build a legacy business that's going to live on beyond him, um, I found really fascinating. And um, and it was just kind of fun because, you know, we see Pat's and his kids' faces on TV or on the radio <laughs> sure, right. almost every day. Everywhere. The, yeah, but there's there's a story behind that, right? There's more yeah. that goes into, in, into just doing that. So he, it was a great conversation. So that's, uh, that's going to be coming out. It should be out about the same time as this podcast. So we obviously check that out uh, if, you're, if you're of the podcast listening type. Um, we thought we'd end up today and kind of turn the tables on you, Nate. I hope you're okay with this. We thought that uh, every every interview you've asked uh, your subjects a series of rapid-fire questions is just a way to kind of learn a little bit more about them, and we thought we would do that to you today if you're okay with that. It's all fair. It's fair. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Rapid-fire. Given the chance, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? 
I would say uh, teacher. Yeah. Would be a lot of fun. Uh, in the right certain grade? Or? Yeah, I was going to be a teacher before I got kicking footballs, but I was okay. going to be secondary social studies. I've always really enjoyed history and the lessons there. Civics, um, government? Uh, kind of all of it, more um, more around history. Okay. Um, that's where I had my major in college. Uh, you know, could you get me to sit still in, in, in one classroom <laughs> for the entire day? Sure. That might be a whole different challenge, but okay. um, yeah, re- really enjoyed teaching. Who's your favorite uh, Who's your favorite business leader, someone you follow? Um. Oh, I got a lot of them and I've always mm-hmm. really kind of been curious about a variety of different industries. I think um, Steve Jobs was one of them mm-hmm. and the Isaacson biography was kind of really influential okay. um, for me as I, it came out kind of right around when I was transitioning out of football and just kind of his drive and yeah. uh, how he put that company together and his story. What's uh, talk about your preferred daily news source? What are you looking at in the mornings? I try to get a little bit of local and national. So I'll... Uh, you know, I'll get the uh, the Gazette um, and the Press Citizen, and then mm-hmm. also the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. So okay. I'll kind of well. hit hit two of the two of the f- of the uh, of each, you know, local and the national. Busy guy reading a lot of papers. And I would I say that. I'm 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 not you know I'm not going through every <laughs> single page of, yeah. the, of the of the Times every day, but yeah, getting you know yeah. fl- flipping through. I, I I'm mostly on my phone for most of it, so okay. uh, pulling some some good reads each place. What's a favorite uh, podcast or TV show you got right now? I've always been a big fan of uh, How I Built This with Guy Raz. It's yeah. always been great, just kind of hearing that origin story of, of folks. Um, the uh, There's a great sports podcast called Hang Up and Listen, which okay. is by the guys that do Slate okay. <laughs> Magazine. It kind of gives more of an intellectual, cerebral take on some of the happenings in sports, which is, which I find uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, if you had 30 extra minutes in the day, what would you fill them with? I would um, I'd split it up two different ways uh one would be with family just more time at home around the kids and wife and yeah. <clears throat> and family the other one i'd spend working out it's kind of like a main ingredient in my day every yeah, day sure. so uh i probably do something active seven days a week whether it's running or biking or whatever that might be so i'd, I'd squeeze a few more minutes so your family would get 15 minutes i'll give extra. them 20 <laughs> let's give them 20 and i'll get a quick 10 minute workout okay all right <laughs> uh favorite business book is there something you you really you read that really stuck with you um, I've really liked uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a okay. good sort of wealth management yeah. book. Heard a lot Just about ra- that one along the lines of um, you know, kind of practical approach to mm-hmm. to managing your own your own wealth and income. Okay, and then in just uh, one sentence here. How how do you define success? Um, that's a great question. I would say uh, living out a life of purpose. I think um, one of my great quotes from my football days that hung in a locker room was a quote called it said practice with a purpose. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for taking some time to reflect on what you want out of a day or week or month or year or life. And then actually putting that into action and, and living that on a day-to-day basis. So I think being able to kind of couple that reflection and, and purpose and then actually executing on that is, is, is uh, how I would define a, a success. Love that, man. I think uh, a lot of great lessons from the year ahead, and we're excited to to do another year with you here. This is going to be fun. You bet. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Nate. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to Real Success, a CBJ podcast. This episode was produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.